Today's sponsor is Smart Food Kitchen. If you're looking for plant-based and vegan-friendly meal prep plans, cooking demos online, and private tastings, then visit Smart Food Kitchen by clicking the link that is in our show notes. introduction song we are back for another episode yet again we just had episode 39 yesterday so that means we are on episode 40 uh this is the run the jewels vidcast podcast series i'm your host uh julian smart rimple king jewels i'm on the line again uh this evening uh with another very special guest and a very special um guest host of mine uh, this evening, we are going to be diving in and talking more about personal development. Uh, she is going to be sharing her dynamic story of how uh, she has chiseled her body literally and made it a living sacrifice. She's an uh, influencer uh, when it comes to health and personal fitness. Uh, definitely a motivational speaker uh, on the rise. Uh, this is my special guest, Miss uh, Anastasia Reeves. For episode 40, uh, she's going to be talking about becoming a bodybuilder and also, again, making her body a living sacrifice. So uh, shout out to those that are tuning in for episode 40. We're on the line with Miss Anastasia Reeves. And Anastasia, can you introduce yourself to those that are, are tuning in this evening? Hi, um, I'm Anastasia. I am, uh, I guess I'm a bodybuilder. Um <laughs> When you think about the art of building a body from from scratch, per se, um, I've done one competition so far. I am actually signed up to do two this year. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm definitely a health advocate all day. Fitness enthusiast. Um, definitely. Yeah. Like y'all, like I said, she signed up for two competitions, so that means she's official. She's not, she's not just on, she's not just on Instagram, uh, provide providing uh eye candy or even any type of fitness uh videos. She's actually doing it. She's competing, and she's uh definitely making um movements out of Chicago. I forgot to mention Chi-Town. Shout out to those who are tuning in from the Chi. Uh, we got our special guest uh, on the line this evening, Miss Anastasia Reeves. Uh, she is a, a health and personal fitness guru, um, definitely a bodybuilder and also a motivational speaker. Uh, she's doing big things when it comes to health and personal fitness. And she's going to be talking about her story and how she is uh, a personal, a personal bodybuilder and also how she developed her body personally and also professionally for competitions and also to be of influence to ladies and men all across the world. And so uh, thank you for those that are tuning in. Uh, this is episode 40 um, for personal development. This month is the theme. Uh, we're talking to all different uh, types of influencers uh, that I've tracked. I've followed uh, most of their journey, if not all of their journey since I've met them. And they have definitely disciplined themselves in their particular career industry or profession that they work in. And so Anastasia, tell them uh, a little bit about your background. Uh, talk to them about how you even decided to discipline your body and how you got into personal fitness. Absolutely. Um, this journey actually started just as an overall personal journey um, in just where I was in my life a couple years ago. 
So I think it was like 2014, and it was around this time of the year. It was hot, and we went to the Essence Fest. Um, wow. It was a trip for, you know, me, my friend, and my sister. And really enjoyed ourselves, but I realized just how out of shape I was in general. Um, mm. It was like 90, you know, like that New Orleans heat. And it was, I was 260 pounds um, mm. and just walking. And I always joke, like, when I came back home and unpacked my suitcase that day, one of my sandals was missing the sole of the shoe. And I always joke that I left my soul in New Orleans um, because I literally left my soul in New Orleans. Um, and when I came home, I just knew I needed to make a change. I wasn't, I wasn't walking right with God. I wasn't, I didn't care about, you know, like, my, my body physically. Um, I wasn't careful about the things that I put into my body as far as what I'm reading, what I'm watching. Um, and I was, just, I was just very unhappy and bitter. And the best place to start was for me to just literally go for it, right? Like, at some point, right. you just have to do it. Um, and that was it. Like, I just started walking home from work. Um, it started as just a weight loss journey. Like, I just wanted to lose weight. Mm. That's where we started. Um, but then it transitioned and even the weight loss stalled because what I wanted was to lose weight, but for all the wrong reasons. Like I just wanted to lose weight because I cared about how I look. Yeah. Um, and then I got a word from God that was basically pers- very personal to me that just was like, this isn't about how you look and I'll give it to you, but I'm not giving it to you for you. I'm giving it to you for you to bless the kingdom. Um and so I realized that it wasn't for me at all. It was it was for his name's sake. It was for his glory. And I took that and I was like, okay, well, God, if you do this for me, you know, like I'll use it in that way. Mm. Which is kind of how it became an overall journey. It became a deeper walk with God. It became um, weight loss. It became, okay, God, I really want to do this bodybuilding competition and I'm just going to trust you to do it because I don't know nothing about this, but you know, like, I'm going to trust you to do it, and I'm going to show somebody else that, that if I believe in you, you'll do it, and maybe they'll believe a little harder, too, you know? Yeah, and and stay stay right there, because um, we, we're going to dive more into your your beginnings, uh, too, uh, with, with chiseling your body, but uh, we're going to give some quick shout-out. Shout-out uh, to Brandy, Damon, uh, Ryan, Ryan, brother Ryan Furlow for tuning in. Uh, shout-out to uh, Lanice, Justin. And also, uh, James, shout out to my brother James tuning in. Uh, we're on the line this evening, uh, with Anastasia Reeves for episode 40 of the Run the Jewels Vidcast podcast series. Uh, we're talking personal development all this month of July. We're already halfway throughout the year. And so that's why we have personal development all this month, uh, from influencers from different industries that you'll be hearing from. Uh, that are disciplined. Uh, I've watched their hustle, their craft, uh, their journeys uh, from the time that I've met them and even seen them recently uh, go into different avenues of their success. And so uh, Anastasia is going to be dropping heavy jewels on how uh, to make sure you are having your body as a priority. And when it comes to health and wellness and personal fitness and also uh, developing your body. And so uh, Anastasia, stay with that point when it came to um, you making that decision uh, to drop the weight and for you to uh, chisel basically and um, start your journey with your weight loss. Because last night 
uh, with my special uh, guest that I had, John Dixon. Uh, he also uh, used to be pretty husky and pretty big when I knew him in high school, and he was the funny, the funny big guy. Uh, he, he's white, of course, but he was like a funny comedian, and he cracked a lot of jokes. And he had mentioned uh, that uh, a lot of the jokes also was to basically uh, create more attention around him to take away from his 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 uh, size of him being big like that. So uh, yeah. talk a little bit about like your personal thoughts when it came to why you wanted to lose weight and also why uh, you think a lot of women and men struggle with this. Um, I think for me, it was more uncomfortable. Um, less I, I feel like I was more confident actually more confident in my larger size than I feel like I am in this size, mm. um, actually. So it was never a confidence thing. I was probably, oh, I don't know, maybe I was overcompensating in confidence for um, insecurities, maybe, you know. But, like, I never really struggled in that way, um, being larger. But I was so uncomfortable, like, just not being able to keep up with my friends, not being able to do the things that they were doing at the same speed. Um, just even sleeping, you know, like the sleeping felt heavy. Um, and I think that was just it. Like, it was one of those moments where it was like, I, I need to take this serious. Like, I was the largest that I had ever been, and I've always been a bigger girl. So anytime I was uncomfortable and I had always been big, I feel like that was a sign. Mm. Yeah, and that's a real struggle for, for a lot of not just women, but even men. And uh, uh, talk to uh Anastasia the woman that may be watching like what what are some of the hurdles because I'm a man so I can't speak for you as a woman but talk about like what are some of the hurdles when it comes to like your body image your your confidence level uh from where where you came from to also where you are now like talk a little bit about that component um I think that definitely more in the now I think that the one of the biggest hurdles for me is social media Sometimes you have to withdraw. Um, social media will always make you feel like you're not small enough. Um, you're not grinding hard enough. You're not lifting enough weight. You're not doing it right. Um, and we look to those people as motivation, but sometimes we allow it to almost become like an idol, right? Like you look to them like seriously, seriously, like, well, I need to do it like that. And sometimes you just need to withdraw and, and realize that Every journey is a personal journey. Like, so my journey is not going to be your journey. And your journey is not going to be mine. And my speed is not going to be your speed. And what I lift doesn't have to be, you know, like, and it, it still it doesn't make it any less of a journey and it doesn't make it any less possible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge when it comes to social media, uh, especially. And, um, and speak, speak to that because most of the folks that do tune in are millennials or generation Zers like us uh, on, on the line. Uh, talk to like why you should or should not be involved heavily on social media when it comes to body image and also, um, just, uh, your body at large. And, and also how do you, like you said, refrain from comparing yourself to many others, even with your size that you're at right now? I think that. It depends on the reason that you're using social media. Um, at this point, I'm using it to inspire. I'm using it to bless. So it's a, it's a different use of it. Um, so I think that in that way, it's fine. 
But if you're using it solely to to look at other people, not even just as motivation, but as as a like I want to look like her. Like everybody's not meant to look exactly alike, right? So that that's the danger in like looking at it. I think that you have to use it use it almost as a tracking goal for you, right? So like I can look back at last year's competition and I can see where I was in this moment last year, and I use it. In that way, I can track myself as opposed to tracking other people. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Social media is something that a lot of bodybuilder friends of mine that I know that they do use to track their personal goals, whether they're they're posting before and after pictures and videos. Um, But let's even backtrack a little bit. I know you said you started when you made the decision that you wanted to uh, lose weight and wanted to. Um, change your, your body and change your, your uh, health and personal fitness. Like you started walking. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that process of how you went from walking to possibly working out. Like talk about your process for that. Yeah. Um, so I started with literally a walk home. Um, a walk home for me at that time was about four miles. Um, and being the size that I was, it wasn't a walk home and walk to work. It was just one. You could only I had to, you know, start small. Um, yeah. But once I started walking home, I started to see a little change, like literally maybe a couple pounds here and there. And I was like, this works, right? And once you see the progress, it makes you want to, like, dive a little deeper, go a little harder. Um, so I went from walking home to having a salad with every meal. And no matter what that was, just those little changes. You're taking somebody who was eating, like, a frozen pizza every night after work. Right. Even if I'm still going to eat that frozen pizza, but I'm going to introduce something healthy into it, like a salad beforehand, then, you know, like it shocks my body. My body's like, oh, okay, Um, I can do this. Like this is helping. Um, And then there was a gym on the way home from work. And I was like, oh, what if I stop in that gym on the way home? So I walk two miles, stop in the gym. 30 minutes cardio and then walk two miles to cool off at home. Mm. Um, And it was like, oh, okay, I'm losing weight quickly. I lost the first 50 pounds just doing that and rapidly. Mm. Very rapidly. And that's that's huge right there. And stay with that point, especially for ladies and men that are watching uh, Anastasia when it comes to the eating regimens, because um, I don't know if you know, but I'm plant-based vegan, so I'm alkaline vegan. I'm, I'm a follower of Dr. Sabi's regimen for alkaline. And um, like, talk about what were you eating? Like, how did you keep the weight off when you were starting to lose, like you said, the first 50 pounds? Because a lot of women, just like men, do struggle with their up and down weight loss journey. Like, talk about how did you uh, track that? Um. To be honest, I tell people all the time, like, the way to sustain a diet is something that you can sustain long term. Um, A lot of people can't keep focus or can't keep discipline on a diet because they're using it as a diet. Mm. Um, It's the same way that you just introduced your lifestyle as a lifestyle. You know, like, it's a lifestyle for you. Um, People introduce it, like, I'm going to do Whole30 for 30 days. Well, what you lose in 30 days and then you turn around and eat the same way you were eating, you're not going to make the progress. You're not going to, it's not going to be sustainable. You have to be able to do something that you can sustain. So what I did was like introducing salad. I could do that 
all the time, right? And still eat my pizza. And mm. then slowly I just started to trickle little things off of that. Like, okay, well, maybe I don't need a pizza. Maybe I don't need fried chicken. I can have grilled chicken. Maybe, you know, and like literally make those changes a little bit at a time and not just jump into it hardcore because there's a difference in the way I eat now and the way I was eating to lose weight. Mm. Yeah, and that's and that's major when it comes to, like you said, uh, eating to to lose weight versus just eating uh, just to basically uh, say that you are that you are wanting to lose weight and talk about like that discipline and it does come to you being a bodybuilder because I, I do I know a few friends that do competitions and uh, they do it uh, fairly frequent. Um, like talk about like the discipline that you have to use from when you are getting ready for competitions. That's a whole different type of discipline. <laughs> <laughs> that's a um for me that's a spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that's literally spiritual. I can't do that alone. That's hard. Um I I eat a certain amount of meals. I have my um my iPhone calendar has reminders for me to eat so that I know when to eat. Um I wake up in the morning and right now I'm waking up doing cardio and then um, during lunch in the first competition I was doing cardio and then at night I'm lifting and it you know and it's a hundred push-ups every day and a hundred sit-ups every day and it's it literally that's not a I don't know like that's that's a spiritual dis- <laughs> it does <laughs> it does like you said take take a lot a lot of uh <laughs> drive when it comes to that absolutely yeah i can't give myself credit for that one because i'm not i don't understand (laughs) that's a rough one right there so quick (laughs) quick shout out shout out to uh uh, brother thurman uh shout out to miss patterson shout out to auntie maureen uh tuning in and those that will be watching the replay we're on the line with anastasia reeves uh, for episode 40 of the Run the Jewels vidcast series, we're talking about how Anastasia uh, became a bodybuilder and is uh, literally disciplining her body as a living sacrifice and an inspiration to others. And so um, we're talking all about her journey into becoming a bodybuilder. And so um, uh, speak to those that may be tuning in, Anastasia, even uh, from your your client's perspective that you may work with, like what can people do to basically chisel or to um, take their their weight loss journey serious? Like what 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 would you tell people that are watching that may want to do it? They may have the funds to sustain the, the healthy lifestyle of eating and all of that, but they just don't know where to start. What would you tell them? Start small. Um, start start. Start with something that's going to make an impact, um, but that will require something of you, right? So, like, don't start by giving up gum when that's not an issue for you. You know, like, start with something that's a big issue for you that's going to make an impact, but start with one thing. So, if you drink a, if you know that you have 10 sodas a day, but you also, you eat kind of bad, you know, I would start with those 10 sodas. That's, that's, that's your big one right there, right? So that's going to make a big impact. 
And then later you can go ahead and weed out like those other little things. But start with what's going to make the biggest impact for you. Um, the hardest thing for you to let go, start there. Mm. Yeah, and that's a huge that's a huge thing. What was it for you? Was it sweets? Was it oh what 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 was it? <laughs> um, are we talking me losing weight? Is this so there are two of me talking me losing weight, or are we talking me already healthy but trying to become the pre the pre bodybuilder, the pre Oh uh, man, it was pizza every day. Okay. So every pizza. single day. <laughs> well, what do you think what do you think is usually a lot of the uh, similar things that that you see clients or people that you just see on their weight loss journey uh that is their one thing that they struggle with sleep sleep sweets oh sweets okay definitely definitely yeah yeah, yeah I, see, I see that being a major thing uh with friends of mine too uh talk about like when it comes to you preparing for competitions, though, how you fight against that, those urges for having sweets, whether it's cookies, cakes, whatever, ice cream. Talk about, like, what do you do to, to, to wean off that? Um, so I have a couple things. Um, first and foremost, I'm an advocate for prayer, right? So when mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time, I go to the book. I go to scripture. Um, <laughs> that's me. That's number one. Um, but sometimes we know that even then, we still flesh, right? So even then, I'll wait. I'll be done and be like, I'm good. And then I'll find myself in Walgreens walking down the candy aisle. <laughs> um, so then I think is um, gum. Mm. Terrible because I actually have recently just kind of discovered that um, the the sugar alcohols and gum don't sit well with me. Um, okay. But I can chew a pack of gum in 30 minutes. Mm. Like just to, you know, just for that, that little flavor. Like I just need, I need to chew this. Right. Um, and if you're chewing gum, then you don't find yourself eating other things. Okay. Um, okay. Staying hydrated. A lot of water. The more full you are on water, the less you feel hungry. Talk about talk about that, that, that piece of the hydration of your body because um, – me being alkaline vegan, uh, we are told like you should drink no less than a gallon of a natural spring water a day. So I drink Crystal Geyser because that's the cheapest one that I can get from Kroger or the grocery store. And it's a gallon. I just drink a day. Like talk about like the importance of hydrating yourself, especially in the summer months, whether you're in Chicago, Atlanta, wherever you're at. Yeah, um, I probably fuel on water. Right. And and for nothing else, if you. It makes you feel full. So I drink a gallon of water a day, too. Sometimes mm. I struggle. That's hard to do. Um, mm. But you feel so much more full. Sometimes we are eating and we're not hungry. Our bodies just need hydration. Sometimes we're eating and we're bored. Um, but the more full you feel, the less, you, the less you'll just eat for no reason, right? Mm. Um, but even drinking, even some eating some of your liquid calories, like watermelon and, you know, like those types of things. Like I tell people all the time, like fruit, vegetables, it's heavy on water content. Mm. And that's and that's real because you're speaking to the choir with that one. You got to have <laughs> fruits, fruits and veggies in your daily regimen, whether it's through juicing, whether it's through smoothies or even whether it's just through eating uh, the fruit the natural way, just by hand, like 
Uh, you got to have fruits and veggies. So let's um let's dive into the college experience, because I know you and I met at uh, the real HU Hampton University, but we both didn't graduate from HU, but we still, of course, got love for our HBCU. But uh, talk about for those that are in college, like what are some tips or advice that you would give them uh, to not necessarily uh, um, put on the freshman 15 or 20 or 25, whatever it is right now, but uh, even to make sure that they are taking control of their body so that they don't end up graduating or getting out of school and uh, literally like, what was I doing the last three to four or the last five to six years? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of hard because I feel like when I tell, like I have a, a, a large family. So when I tell my cousins things like um, about their experience in college, I feel like a hypocrite because I didn't care in college. Right. Mm. Um, but I didn't care, and that's why I had to fight to lose 100 pounds. Mm. That's why. So my four-year journey in losing 100 pounds um, wouldn't have been as intense had I started to combat those things in college. Mm. Like the snacking all the time, the midnight, let's go get tacos, the drinking, um, the things that, you know, like I wish I knew then what I know now. Mm. And that's and that's real. And even when it comes to those urges um, that we know all college students get, like what what are some especially if you're not an athlete coming into college, like what are what are some words of wisdom or some jewels that you can drop on those those women, especially um, that that just need to not uh, not go along with those urges for those late night snacks or those late night sweets in college? Um, It catches up to you. Like that, that's, that's, I want you to know, like it catches up to you. You're not going to be as fast in four years. You're not going to be, your metabolism won't work as well in four years. You're, you know, like your skin won't look as good in four years. I honestly, um, I look healthier now and definitely younger now. Um, but who wants to hear people say that all the time? It's like, what did I look like then? You know, like it ages you. That lifestyle ages you. I'm not saying don't have fun and don't hang out and don't do that. I'm just saying do it sparingly. Yeah, and that's real. And that's real. And even uh, with the lifestyle, because uh, let's stay with the for the younger crowd that may be watching when it comes to college, uh, especially with drinking, whether it's smoking. Uh, whatever the case may be, um, do you uh, suggest that people do it in moderation if they're trying to, let's say, chisel their body or lose weight? Or even uh, for you, uh, when you are getting ready for competitions, do you drink? Do you drink anything? Like what? What would you suggest people do? Um, I don't drink at all. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard. Um, I had stopped drinking a couple years ago, but mm. for. Um, when I'm training for a competition, even if I were still um, drinking, right? Let's mm-hmm. say, you can't you can't expect for your body fat percentage to get that low. Um, and for stage, I mean, a lot of women are ten percent solid or lower, right? Right. Or men are definitely way lower than that. So for you to get your body fat percentage that low, you cannot consume sugar. Like even natural sugars are a no-go. That's why I was saying it's the difference in like 
how I eat now and how I eat um, for competition, right? So, like, right now, even a banana is off limits for me. Mm. You know, like, that's too much sugar. Um, right. But that's not normal, you know? So if somebody's on a, a weight loss journey, you should have all the food groups, eat all the food groups. It is not the same as trying to get lean for a competition. Trying to get lean for a competition is doing something that you know is not sustainable, right? But you're trying to get that end goal for the look, for the physique, for the win. Mm. And yeah, and that's that's major. And even when it comes to competitions, um, do you think that people, in order to make their weight loss journey more, I guess, not just alluring, but even more beneficial for those that are athletes or, or want to be athletes that like to play uh, video games a lot and they just like the art of competition. Do you suggest they get into group fitness, um, whether it's through um, classes that they can take at the gym or whether they're at a, a private facility? Uh, what, what do you suggest when it comes to competing against others? Join like an intramural sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't, I would say don't like join like a group fitness class, like a regular group fitness class, um, with with the intent of competing because Mm -hmm. everybody in those types of classes in those rooms are competing with themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. like, um, I actually like one of my favorite classes is a circuit class. I don't. I'm not there to compete with anybody else. I'm not there to outlift anybody else. I'm there, you know, to get it in for me. Like, right. That's that's more. It's more of a camaraderie than a competition in that type of atmosphere. Right. So if you want to compete, I would say join a team, join a sport. Um, and I don't think there's an age limit on that. Like, even my job does intramural sports. You know. Yeah. And, and even kickball and uh, flag football is really big down here in Atlanta. I don't know how it is in uh, Chi-Town where you're at, but there's a lot of co-ed uh, leagues for kickball, uh, of course, uh, flag football, and also baseball, softball. So uh, there's no excuse to have meetup.com or .org uh, that you can get on and find a lot of them and then just Google search. There's, there's tons of, of active young adults and also older adults, uh, seasoned adults that are out here. And so, uh, Anastasia, talk about uh, the difference between men chiseling and women chiseling, uh, because I know uh, even probably before you got into competition, you would be in the gym and seeing a lot of the men uh, that are basically looking like an ice cream cone where they're heavier up top, but they're uh, neglecting them. (laughs) And then they're trying to come across and talk to women and tell them how to do certain machines. But uh, I do a lot of times see when I'm at L.A. Fitness, a lot more women that chisel uh, the right way. Uh, of course, uh, you're a woman. Like, talk talk to uh, us about the difference between how men chisel versus women chisel when it comes to bodybuilding or weightlifting. Um, there should be no difference. Mm. Right? There should be no difference. Um, there might be a difference in the actual weight that's being lifted. There should be no difference in the approach. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I'm i not a trainer. I train with someone. I have a trainer. Um, but there's no difference. And when I look at, at him, there's no difference in me saying, like, I want my back to look like that. 
and mm. and you know what I'm saying? Like there's no difference. Right. Like, a lot of times women feel like men and women should have such different bodies. Um naturally the makeup will be different unless you're taking something to advance, you know, the muscle growth. Mm-hmm. There is no difference in the training. Mm-hmm. Naturally a woman's body will look a little different, a little curvier, but there is no difference. Small waist, back, the X shape, especially for competition, that X frame is, is standard. Your mm. shoulders should sit wide, your legs should sit wide, your waist should come in. Um, and that, that's just pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. And then even like, have you had those type of experiences, like I was just mentioning, where guys, of course, even before you started getting like real chiseled as you are right now, would would you be turned off by guys that were trying to come come to you and tell you how to lift or or like basically try to recommend certain certain machines or certain activities? Like talk about that experience from a woman's perspective. What I get more than anything is men saying like, "You can stop now. Like, don't, <laughs> don't get any bigger," or like you know, like or or even women who think um, you're gonna be so big if you. If you keep lifting weight, um, and as a woman, naturally, you just cannot, you don't have testosterone at that level to get that size. So saying that, like, I don't care how much I lift, saying that I'm not naturally going to get that big. Women don't build muscle at the same rate that men do. Mm. That's science. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um... But that's what I get more than anything is like, just don't get too big. You can stop now. You look good now, right now. You could just, and I'm like, that's not really for anybody else to decide, you know? Yeah. And talk, and talk uh, about that though, too. Cause I know some women uh, may feel um, a little um, un- unconfident or just not confident when it comes to, let's say dating or being married to a spouse or, or being in a relationship with a boyfriend or a mate. Uh, that may not be uh, into health and personal fitness as much as them. Uh, like talk, talk about um, whether you've experienced that or even for women that, that are possibly in those type of situations, like how can you not like literally destroy the male ego in making sure that your body is still taking priority, but that you're also uh, again, not causing too, too much friction when it comes to the marriage or the relationship by having a spouse or a significant other that doesn't uh, work out as heavy as you. <laughs> now I say this all the time and I mean this in all my heart um, I don't really date right now but my husband is going we're going to have to be equal playing field like <laughs> um, that's just for me like we have to be equals in that sense I spend a lot of time in the gym right mm. it's like somebody who who there's anything. Somebody who bowls a lot, right? They're in a bowling league. Well, you bowl more than you're at home, then do you want a spouse that doesn't like a bowling alley? Who mm. thinks a bowling alley is too loud? Probably not, you know? It's too loud for them. So if you don't like the sound of a weight slam, and if you don't like the feeling of iron in your hand, I don't care if we have to go to the gym together and all you want to do is run and I'm going to hit the weight. Right. The fact that we have to have some mutual ground and be in the same place, I spend a lot of time in the gym. Mm. Um, so I think that that's important and just understanding that, like, you, 
it, it, I mean, it's not the ultimate. It's not the uh, end all be all. But I know for me that that's super important. And when I'm lean, I want him to be lean. And when I'm and when I'm bulking and I'm in my thicker days, I want him to be in the thicker days. I want a, a level playing field. I like I don't want you walking around cut up and shredded up, and I'm walking around eating hamburgers all day. We're gonna have to be on the same page, same thing, right. you know. Right, because I always talk to, to men about this, which is why, uh, of course, it's good that we're talking to you uh, as a, as a woman, as a queen, especially uh, that is uh, serious about uh, competitions and stuff like that, because. Like some some men uh, may be afraid uh, to to say the least, or or may feel feel um, standoffish uh, of of dating uh, someone that may be more chiseled than them, or may uh, be serious into their health and personal fitness more than the man, even if he does go to the gym, uh, even if he may be athletic. And so that's why uh, those that are viewing uh, they they need to hear from your perspective. So so men that do possibly want to approach you or another woman that may be or is literally more fit than them or more lean than them. Like uh, tell them that the waters are, are, are not that, not that, uh, that treacherous when it comes to uh, approaching a woman of your caliber. Yeah, it's really not. I swear. Um, I feel like I, the discipline in my lifestyle is going to call for a disciplined man. Um, if anything, I think that's more intimidating than the muscle that I carry. Um, mm-hmm. The weight of my lifestyle is definitely, you know, like I'm in church three days a week. I'm I'm up praying and, at four o'clock in the morning. I'm, you know, like these are the things I don't watch TV. I don't drink like that. The weight of my lifestyle is way bigger than the muscle. Like, so I feel like if a man is intimidated by the way that I look, then I know he would be intimidated by the lifestyle, right? So mm. that, to me, that's a shutdown right there. If you're intimidated by the way that I look, then you're not going to be able to carry the weight of everything else. Mm. So maybe it is that treacherous. <laughs> maybe like maybe it is. Like maybe my standards are too high because I feel like a man that will cower at, at a little muscle, if you scared of a bicep, bro, you got a whole lot Lots of fear. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's a real conversation that not just in in our community as 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 blacks or African Americans or or people of African descent is across all different uh, nationalities that I talk to uh, because again we 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 are wanting to uh, drop heavy jewels. We're not just wanting to skate past certain issues. <laughs> We're talking to Anastasia uh, Reeves, who's a, a bodybuilder, and uh, she has. Uh, chiseled her body over over the years uh, since college and uh, literally made her body a living sacrifice. We're talking about uh, relationships. We're talking about discipline. We're talking about her regiments that she uses uh, to continue on her weight loss journey. And so um, if you have any questions for Anastasia, whether you're a woman or a man that may be tuning in, uh, feel free to drop it in the comments. But uh, let, let's pivot a little bit and talk about the legacy, because uh, as you said at the beginning, you have a lot of family members that may be uh, big or possibly obese, uh, like a lot of families uh, that may be represented uh, that are having folks watch this interview have also. Uh, so, like, what is your legacy that you're trying to build for you personally, for your family or even uh, for you currently right now in order to, like, separate yourself from some of those um, health concerns from other family members? Um. 
I guess the legacy in this is, is the trust, the faith, the the perseverance, the the endurance, like that's the legacy. Like like anything you actually commit to, anything you put your mind to, you actually can't accomplish if you believe it. Like you can't you know what I'm saying? Like I think so many we walk in so much doubt and fear. The legacy is like we don't have to live like that. You know, we don't have to live in obesity. We don't have to live like that. Um, that there is another way. Mm. Um, and I just want, I want, it doesn't always work. Like, you know, like I live with other people. Um, and I can't say that they eat like me all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't say that they, you know, eating egg whites in the morning. Right. But I can say that, you know, my mom and my grandma don't eat white rice anymore. They eat brown rice. And that's just mm-hmm. a small transition. You know, like things okay. like that. We don't eat white bread. We eat wheat bread. I don't eat bread at all. But but I, I appreciate that change. I appreciate, you know, like the little changes. Um, and that's what excited for me was the little changes, right? So right. the little changes. Make those little changes. You know, a little change a year, I'm good. Keep, keep them growing. Absolutely. And that's and that's a huge thing that I do talk uh, to uh, a couple of my friends and also uh, mentees that are into health and personal fitness, because uh, we all uh, know that there's families that do struggle when it does come to health issues that derive from a lack of prioritizing their health and personal fitness. And uh, when it comes to who is watching you, someone's always watching you on your weight loss journey or your health and personal fitness journey. And uh, they are wanting to really see if you are about what you say you're about when it comes to your discipline. And so um, that's a huge thing that you're saying, Anastasia, that you do want to leave that as a new legacy for your family, uh, which a lot of uh, our our folks in our community do struggle with a lot. And uh, so when it comes to as we wind down before we allow you to give your final jewel, uh, I was just talking to um uh, a coworker uh yesterday that had her her grandmother pass away she was obese and she was um basically still early i think in her 60s or 70s uh let's let's talk about when it comes to seeing that effect on other family members that are either um not living the best life that they they have or that they could live because of their lack of wanting to take their health uh, serious or their uh, fitness serious? And like, what would you suggest for those that are watching that may have family members that are struggling with that and they're uh, wanting to make a turn so that they can inspire or help those family members throughout that process? What would you like suggest or tell them? That's exactly it. Um, That they have to make the time first, right? Mm. Um, You lead by example. And so I don't care what that is. If you want your household to see something different, you got to do something different. You got to be something different. Mm. Um, otherwise, we get so used to seeing what we're accustomed to seeing, right? So I'm used to seeing everybody eat. We grew up in my house. Um, we grew up in like a two-flat building, right? So it was one family on one floor, another family on the other. My mom, sister above us, and then me, my mom, my grandma, my sister on one floor. And every Friday night, we would order a pizza. Because that's a family. Um, 
And then it's no wonder that I thought that I could eat pizza all the time, right? Because that's what we would do every Friday night. Like after after work, nobody wanted to cook on Friday night. We order a pizza, we chill. Right. Um, but in setting that example now, it's like I don't have to eat out on Friday. Mm. In fact, if I prepare my food for a couple of days in advance, I don't have to eat out ever. Um, and and just doing that, like if they see me eating in more, then they'll eat in more. If and, and you don't have to wait until the scare comes, right? Like don't. That's that's the blessing, and I think for me is that I didn't wait to be diagnosed with diabetes. I didn't wait. You know what I'm saying? That's just what. God, but like that's where I think a lot of people go wrong is that they wait until it's you know at the at the very tail end of health you know right um and it's a harder fight thing so you got to start fighting before you have to take it back yeah and and that's a that's a real setback that a lot of people comment on with their families because it could be you or even someone like myself. Not to say my my family is, is is obese and stuff like that, but just if you're the trailblazer, like and people that you know can make the change also too, but that they're wanting to stay set in their ways, like that can sort of um, cause discomfort or or uh, frustration towards you because, like you said, you're going hard. Others are watching you and people say that they want to make a change, but they're not. And so um, as we lead to the final jewel that you'll be able to uh, make that that goes hand in hand with your faith. Uh, talk about how your faith has got you uh, to this point in your life and also why uh, faith is so important when you are going through a weight loss or even a bodybuilding journey. Uh, talk a little bit more about how your faith keeps you. Um, my faith keeps me I say this all the time I'm a first Corinthians 10 and 31 girl whatever you eat or drink let it be for the glory of God right and that's not just physically eating drink that's whatever you put into your body what you're watching what you're listening to what you what you literally are digesting let it be for the glory of God um and that goes the same way with food so when I eat I think, like, in what way is this glorifying God? Like, if I'm eating, and I'm not saying, oh, you had an occasional cupcake. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. But I'm saying, like, you. when I was in college, my roommate and I would eat cake batter. We would literally make a cake batter, put it in cups, and eat it. If I do that every day, like, how I, I'm moving sluggishly. I'm eating raw eggs. I'm not, you know, like, how what am I doing with my body that's going to glorify the kingdom? If if I'm sick, if I can't move, if I if I literally put myself in a hospital, how can God use me when I'm not functioning at my full capacity, right? Mm. Like, in order for me to be used by God, I need to be healthy enough so when he say go, I can go. Mm. You know? and, and that's kind of it for me. Like and that's that's it. Like, that's the ministry in it. Like, man, you could do so much, even if you're not spiritual. Think about it just in that sense. Like, you could do so much if you were healthy. You could mm-hmm. do 
anything from a hospital bed. You are not going to touch a life. You're not even going to be hang, hanging out with your friends and stuff you like to do. The, the drinking, the chilling. You can't, I can't even do that from a hospital bed. Mm. So, like, your body has to be something that you care about on a different level, whether it be a living sacrifice to God or whether it be just I care enough to where I just want to live my life the best way I know how. You know? Yeah. And that's and that's real uh, because, again, uh, I talk I talk to believers and even non-believers about that subject all the time. I'm like, even if you have all the money, you have all the influence, but your body is not able to allow you to enjoy it. Like, what's the point? And exactly. even if you hit the lotto and you have a hundred billion dollars, but you die tomorrow and you didn't have any will. Yeah, you didn't have any will. Uh, like, what's the point? And so uh, it's, it's really important for those that are watching uh, as we wind down before Anastasia gives her final jewel. Like, you got to make a decision, y'all. Um, your body has to be a living sacrifice, not just to your own needs, but also uh, to be given um, back to show God that you are taking care of what he has given you. And so uh, shout out to those. Uh, who are on this weight loss journey. It is a weight loss journey, as Anastasia has said. And so, uh, Anastasia, we always allow our final um, jewel uh, to be a, a voice of wisdom, a call to action, uh, whatever uh, you choose to allow it to be. And it's basically for those people that are tuning in. Uh, they've heard your story. Uh, they've heard your jewels that you've dropped. They've heard uh, your personal struggles um, as a woman and also uh, as a woman of God, like when it comes to this journey, like what would you tell that man or woman um, that does want to make that change, uh, but they just need a little bit of a push because their circle of network of friends or family members are not necessarily health conscious or uh, trying to uh, literally change their health and wellness? Like what would you tell them uh, when it comes to uh, making a decision and moving forward with that decision? Um, your journey is a personal journey. Your journey is your journey. No one can walk your journey for you. I don't care whether it's a weight loss journey, a faith journey, entrepreneurship journey, whatever that journey is, it's yours, it's personal, and you have to walk it out for yourself. So if nobody else is on the train, you got to be the conductor, the passenger, and everybody else, um... You just got to be okay with it being you. And sometimes it's going to be only you. And for me, that's when I tap into faith and tap into God. Um, but even for non-believers, like, it still is a personal journey. You got to do it for you. Can't do it for anybody else. That's real. That's an excellent final jewel. Uh, on top of that, my final jewel would just be um, you have to know what your legacy is going to be. And then from there, uh, you have to make your body equal of uh, that legacy that you want to build. And so uh, you heard me say a second ago that even if you are a business owner and your gut is literally out to uh, almost um, the sidewalk and, and you're, you're running around here with a whole bunch of influence, a whole bunch of success, you are married, especially with kids or you are not married and you have kids, uh, someone is watching you and what you do uh, will affect their future and also will affect your children's children or even your family members' future. And so you have to make a decision. You heard Anastasia say all you have to do is decide to veer off the path of what everyone else is doing 
and then uh, God and also um, everything that you want to manifest will come to you and you will be an influence for your family and your children if you do have children or want children. And so that's my final jewel when it comes to personal um, development with health and personal fitness. Anastasia, uh, you've been uh, a pleasure uh, interviewing this evening. How can they reach out to you, though, if they love uh, the content and the jewels that you were dropping, if they want uh, to stay in touch with you, even possibly follow your competitions? Like, how can they stay in touch with you? Yeah, my um, Instagram is O Annabella, O-H-A-N-A-B-E-L-L-A. Um, as well as my Snapchat and my Facebook is Anastasia Amin. Okay, and say the uh, the IG and Snap Snap again. It's O Annabella O H A N A B E L L A. All right, y'all definitely go go and uh, follow her on Snapchat and also on um, Instagram. And then, what about the competitions? Can they follow you um, on on social media, or is there a website that they can they can um, for? Yeah, I'll post the link in the um in the after. Okay. Cool. No worries, no worries. So definitely, y'all check the link uh to see how you can go support uh, Anastasia in her um her bodybuilding journey. She's already lost the weight, so she's chiseling right now. Uh, definitely hope that she was an inspiration to men and also women. Uh, as you heard her say for the men, don't be afraid of women that are more fit than you. Uh, the waters uh, may be a little treacherous at first, but uh, definitely uh, they will get calm as you continue to, to show uh, that you are willing to go the extra mile uh, to make your body chisel, too. And so um, shout out to those that have tuned in this evening. Uh, we appreciate you. I'm going to say a quick prayer over you, Anastasia, and then we'll let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, Father God, I just want to thank you for allowing Anastasia uh, to come on this segment uh, this evening and just be vulnerable by sharing her weight loss journey. And uh, we thank you for just sparking a light within her uh, from uh, her early college days and to now as as a young adult uh, that is doing major things uh, in her community in Chicago and also across the nation, uh, just inspiring young ladies and also men. Uh, to just make a decision and to keep their health and wellness as a top priority and not just talk about it, but be about it. Uh, we pray uh, that that uh, testimony that she gave sparked a change in someone's mind tonight uh, to make that decision to not just live for themselves, but to live for the legacy of their family. Uh, we thank you for her gifts and talents. We pray that you will bless it and everything that she does for the rest of 2019 and beyond. And it's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey Amen. I appreciate you, sis. It's definitely been a pleasure. Uh, this is episode 40 uh, for the uh, Run the Jewels vidcast podcast series. Go and support Anastasia's journey. Reach out to her. Stay in touch with her. And I know I'm going to bring you back on in another segment because I still I still feel that some of the ladies especially need to hear uh, more about this journey that you're on, too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, we'll definitely talk soon and you enjoy the rest of your week. Peace. All right, y'all. Uh, this is me here really quick, just doing a quick wrap up. Uh, shout out to those that were able to tune in for episode 40 of uh, this episode. Uh, we talked to Anastasia Reeves, uh, who is a bodybuilder. 
Uh, she is definitely a woman of God, a woman of faith, uh, but she's also a woman of her word. Uh, she made a decision uh, to uh, have her body uh, become her literally her her template and also to continue editing it as she continues to grow. And so uh, just keep in mind that you have to start with that decision, y'all. Uh, we're talking to personal influencers and also people that have developed uh, in their own craft uh, all this month. Tomorrow, uh, we have Brandy Washington, who will be talking about following her dreams and also being a real estate uh, agent and a real estate mogul. And so you won't want to uh, miss that segment. So tune in to the replay from yesterday from John Dixon uh, today with Anastasia. And then tomorrow we have Brandy Washington. I'm your host, uh, Julian Smartrimple, King Jules. Uh, if you want to be on the interviews that we are doing, because I've been getting a lot of attraction from those that want to share their testimonies. Uh, just reach out to me on Facebook or on IG at Julian Smart Rimple. Uh, I, I'll be able to vet you. Uh, you got to be serious and vulnerable. You hear people sharing their stories, their testimonies, their highs and lows. And so we are only here uh, to influence and to also shine. And so I'm your host, King Jules. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's segment. Y'all stay blessed until we meet again. Peace. <laughs>